Hi, I'm Gia Puyat, and this is Quentong Creatives, a podcast to get to know the stories, strategies, and lessons of Filipino creatives from different fields. Quentong Creatives is powered by Globe Studios. So, I wanted to try something new, where aside from the main episodes we have with one guest, and where we really go deep into their histories and try to break down their answers into concise bits of advice and strategy, this time I wanted to do something a little different. These collab episodes will be more like roundtable discussions between myself and other creative partners or collaborators. And this comes from the insight from one of the most consistent pieces of advice I've been getting from my interviews and just friends and coworkers. And that's the emphasis of building good relationships. You know, connecting with people, finding that elusive thing that just makes partnerships and collaborations click. So this time it's a little more casual. You'll notice the running time here is much longer compared to the other episodes, but I decided to let you guys in on the real-time conversation and just kind of, you know, hang out with us. I also realized I wanted to spend more time just talking to other creatives, so these episodes help me gather like a bigger sample size. And it's also just fun to talk to people, diba? Parang inuman lang uh, habang may kakwentuhan, diba? And this one in particular is our Quentong Creatives 420 special, recorded on April 20, so I'll just leave it at that. Okay, but first, for some context, Kodawari is a food brand that sells one thing, gyudon trays. Delicious Japanese rice topped with egg, talbos ng kamote, and either beef or mushrooms. It is freaking delicious. It's been a comfort food for a lot of people during this pandemic, myself included. And people have written about this gyudon, people have created wonderful art, illustrations, photographs, even short films. It's a food tray that inspires creatives to create. And I've been a fan of Jake's food for a while now. Every other time my wife and I order from him, it never ceases to give us and the people we love a sense of comfort. You know, kind of filling in that void that was left behind by eating out with families and friends. So we get into a lot in this episode. Some examples are just how to build a business of running a cloud kitchen, how to have your brand adapt under these new pandemic rules, learning to trust other creatives and collaborators, and a bunch of anime and manga recommendations. So all of these and so much more. That's it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jake and Tony of Kodawari. Okay, so like let's just start, right? Could any one of you explain the concept behind Kodawari or just like explain what you guys do in your own words? Me, okay. Kodawari is in my words a it is basically a Jake's food concept, trays for sharing. That's I guess like the one liner of Kodawari. Jake, you should talk about it. You're, you're Kodawari too. <laughs> you are Kodawari. Let's hear the right. Jake version. For me, Kodawari is like the fourth or fifth product I've launched in the pandemic. Like the first four, like I wasn't happy with or like for whatever reason, I didn't think it would work out until like we started the Gyudon. 
Um, so yeah, kodawari is gyudon. It's mushroom done. It's food made with love. Like we wanna like try to switch up how people eat. You know, I like in my mind we're not competing with like home businesses or whatever. We're competing with like Moment Group and all these restaurants. Because you know I can offer this. I feel like or what we try to do is offer the same quality food and service, but now service is different, right? It's online. It's like yeah. social media. So we just try to offer like you know stuff that's on par with those types of institutions. Because there's an opportunity for businesses like this that are from home, low overhead. You know, I don't have employees. I don't have big rent. So, yeah, that's what Kodawari is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. So, uh, like, I, I, I kind of have, like, a, a rough structure of what to talk about. Let's just start with um, context behind it, right? So, can you guys each tell us about, like, your background and what led you to this point before making Kodawari? So I'm a cook, I guess. Um, before Kodawari, I had a restaurant called Ligaya Altanghap, which I had to close because of the pandemic. So yeah, um, I was like unemployed and super broke for a few months, like after we closed, because I had to pay so much stuff, like the deposit, the outstanding stuff, whatever. So yeah, I lost my business and I was broke. So like... Yeah, and I was just trying stuff out, start of the pandemic, like cooking more stuff, um, taking videos, taking pictures, like trying to sell it. Plus, yeah, Kodawari is just like where we are now. Yeah, I didn't know mm-hmm. you said you had like Kodawari was your fourth attempt at making a dish. What were the other three? I think you tried na yung ano. Remember the beef, like with the curry sauce? Did you try that? Anyway. I, no, I did. Yeah, it was the the brisket, ba? The brisket. Yeah. Okay, you make right. curry paste. Yes. Oh yeah, I remember that. And then you came here. You gave us free curry paste. Yeah, like and before. That really blew my mind. Yeah, I used to deliver everything before personally, like back when, back when it was more chill, I guess, or like, nung wala pa masadong ginagawa. Yeah, I sold wow. that. I did like kimchi rice. I did. I don't even remember honestly, like done <laughs> right chapters closed yeah uh, I'm, I'm curious like before mm-hmm. the pandemic uh what were you doing right uh, i mean were you cooking full-time or what yeah uh I, so i had this like food spot in rockwell business center um called legaya altanghap which tony also helped with actually and that was super near there and the half office that's why i'd hang out with them all the time um so yeah um that was like a like a food hall concept. So you were mostly serving like employees for like Unilab or like the UN or like the surrounding offices. So I was doing that pretty much full time before we had Maybe to close. Maybe you should talk about Jake, like what? how you got into food. Like that's always my oh, favorite. Man, I like, really hate that story breaker. though. I love that story <laughs> though. I keep, I, that's how I tell. I keep telling it. I hate it. But yeah, I used to work no. at the bank when I graduated. Um, from college um, I worked there for like a year and a half and then like I just didn't like it so asked I am um, what not that sorry I'm skating a man but like <laughs> when I was there like I'd start cooking food like making baon because like um, you know to save like make 
people would try it. Then they'd say, oh, paluto naman. So I'd be making baon for four or five. So eventually, I was bringing like big pots of food. <laughs> then, yeah, then it reached the point I was selling like 50 to 60 pack lunches a day. Damn. Like, I ko na lahat ng guards, lahat naman sa bottom floor. <laughs> Ano ko na sila, tao ko na sila. Tapos <laughs> multi-floor operation na siya. <laughs> so, so, like, yeah. Essentially, my 9 to 5 became like, I'd go to work late, I'd leave early. But cause th- that's because I automated na my work. But, so yun, my mind was really on the producing the food talaga. So that's kind of how I got into food. Wow, man. But were you like, um, did you go to culinary classes or anything? How did you take off from, like, have the confidence to to do that? Nah, just YouTube. Solid. <laughs> like, I don't think culinary school is worth it. It's so expensive. He, he's being modest, Gio. He, <laughs> he he actually made it to Asia's MasterChef. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 I did. I did. But that's like, you know, that's like low on the resume now. I'm trying to like move past that, you know. <laughs> okay, quick detour. Like, what happened with the Master Chef? Though, I'm curious now. So yeah, um, before I resigned, or I think after I resigned, like they were doing auditions for Master Chef Asia. So like, I signed up. Like, I didn't really know how to cook naman or anything, but like that was like a nice opportunity to like transition right from corporate to like really cooking <laughs> so that was like three weeks in singapore which was cool because i've never been plus it was all free that's nice um but i lost in the second round and i was so sad i felt like damn why did i leave cooking like i was so good at i'm sorry why did i leave working at the bank i was so good at it now and then like i suck at cooking what did i do <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay i was sad for a bit started then i started working like looking for jobs, you know. How can you skip this part? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I just keep telling. I just keep that. I just don't. You know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like talking about myself much. Do you want me to talk about you? <laughs> no, that's weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So, like, I'm actually saving this for later, um, because it's uh, like a huge topic I want to cover. But your story sounds like an anime plot. It's like, really? <laughs> parang, <laughs> ano, parang, parang tra- self-transformed ano, person, unlikely chef hero. <laughs> pwede, that's, pwede go na anime. that's funny. That's funny. Maybe a manga. Sana like a romance one at least. Parang, that's funny. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I feel like ano, you, you do have that shonen type of story. Yeah. If you like look at it and like a like take a step back, it does look like that. Yeah. Like banker turned Turn master cool. chef, and then like like a yeah, master chef stint yeah, for a while, and then Valixa that was your and, training arc. <laughs> yeah. fair, and you fair. failed at it. I know. Yeah. That's fair. But I don't know. I don't like relate the shonen characters. They're like so motivated, like you know, they want to fight and everything, and I feel like I'm such a lazy dude, you know. I like to chill so much. I don't feel like I can relate to like, you know, Sila, what's his name, Hinata, or like all those be the characters who are just like, fight, let's go. Yeah, dude. But whatever. It's, I like it. It's like a nice like anti Bida vibe. Kind of <laughs> like, um, like see Chainsaw Man. Right? Oh you know, shit, you're reading Chainsaw Man? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. You recommended to me like months ago, but yeah, dude. I I am just getting back into it because 
tinatapos ko yung Attack on Titan and then that's fair sure, like it's mm-hmm. another open tab in my browser if you chainsaw me right it's my favorite mm-hmm. so good I tell everyone okay, to read it let's save it for later <laughs> I'm gonna ask these recommendations later um, sige Tony so ikaw naman right what do you do what is your backstory and what led you to Kodawari I guess I'm just the one who's sort of in charge of what people see on the Instagram. That's like, I guess if you could say like my day-to-day with Kodawari. But what else? I think a lot of the times, and maybe Jake can confirm or deny this, I think I'm, I've, in a way, I guess I, I think I just, whenever Jake has an idea, I, I just kind of end up saying, okay, let's just do this. So it's like if Jake feels like he doesn't have motivation, I think I'm just mostly motivation <laughs> in Kodawari. Um, my background, I work in a design studio. I work as a writer there primarily, but we also do, I also do strategy for brands. We try to think of creative concepts and things like that. And I think it's just like what Jake was saying a while ago, how all of this sort of happened was Jake would always just hang out at the office. And I think there were just days when Jake would be like, okay, I'm going to start a new concept. And then because everybody in my office is pretty nice, they'll be like, okay, Jake, we'll we'll help you, Jake. Wow, you're going to eat my food for free, really? (laughs) So kind. Wow. (laughs) Jake would bring his food and then we just eat it. And yeah, it was... That was how it began. And then Kodawari was also just a product of, I think, months of Jake coming to the house. Because he was the only person like in my bubble that I could actually see. And he'd come here and he'd be like, oh, because what am I going to do? I'm so broke. I'm so sad. Whatever. I was so sad. And, and then I'm just be like, just, just go do stuff. And... Don't worry about the optics of it. Just do it. And then I think when Jake did the Gyudon, I remember this was a pretty... Like when Jake was just trying all of these things and it was the Gyudon. The Gyudon already had like a small following because Jake served it at another one of his concepts before called Haku. And that was in a food park in QC. And then the people who frequented that food park are like friends of ours already knew what the gyudon tasted like mm-hmm. and so it, that was just really like i remember that's how it started we were all like oh this is my favorite gyudon from haku you should try it and it just kind of snowballed from there no jake yeah i'm curious about so. your your dynamic as cousins because you know, that's something we didn't up uh like say at the start pala mag magpinsa kayo dalawa <laughs> diba um <laughs> how what was your relationship like did, did you guys grow up like magkapit bahay ba kayo or did you always have this dynamic na you know parang shoulder to lean on tas mas motivational si Tony paano ba yun there's like two different you're going to get two different stories but i want to hear Jake's version of our childhood first <laughs> Mm, we were super close as kids, like ever since birth, because we were like pretty much the same age. I think our parents planned to have us together, talaga. Um, so yeah, we were really close. Then there reached a time, like in high school, I guess, when like Tony was like a popular girl. Not, so like we weren't that story. close then. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my version of it. And guys. then, yeah, then you have to you have to talk <laughs> about how we became friends again. How about in yeah, college? Yeah, yeah. In college. So high school, yeah, cool college. girl she Tony, tapos si Jake Fang. Yeah. So this is Jake's version of the story. <laughs> okay, so my version, man. So just to provide context, so me and Jake are cousins on our mom's side. Jake's mom and my mom, in a way, I think. Like I think as soon as my mom was pregnant, I feel like Jake's mom was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get pregnant too," because my mom always told me that's kind of the plan that they had for us to grow up together. Sorry, that's kind of like that's weirdly like a good gift, no? <laughs> like if your parents <laughs> plan that, it's like, "Oi, mayro kang kaibigan halos bumbu." Right, right. Anyway, it, yeah. And it was kind of like that. So like we, I'd be at Jake's house all the time growing up. Like we we'd play we'd play games, we'd play a lot of games. We'd watch anime, we'd do stuff, and then I think we fell out because. It came to a point where Jake's dad was like teasing me to one of Jake's best friends and like saying, "Uy, Tony, you like him." And I'm like, "This is just so annoying. Like if I'm going to have to endure this embarrassment every week." Cuz that guy was also in the house every week, Leonard. And Jake's dad and all of our all of our parents would be like, "Uy, Tony, you like him." And I'm just like 11 years old and I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I'm I hate this narrative. So I just didn't want to deal with it. And then we just to go to just that awkward phase in high school where you don't know how to talk to boys. So, but we we became friends again in college because you know I guess that comes from being the same age. You end up seeing each other a lot on campus, so it's that's how we became friends again because we we suddenly realized that we had a lot of common friends. <laughs> are, are you guys the same like, batch, ba? Yeah. Oh, okay. Same batch, and but um, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Tony's my cousin, Jake's my cousin." So, and then we, it that just kept up until our thirty. We're thirty now. We're thirty now. Turning thirty this year. Turning thirty. Okay. Mm. Same boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There. That's the backstory. So, like, well, you can talk about Jake Tony, like while he was. You know, making those fifty, sixty dishes for work. Where were you in all this? Like, were you? Did you know this was happening? Was he coming to you for advice, or were you just kind of nababalita mo na lang? What year was this, Jake? When you were in City mm-hmm. Bank? I don't know, twenty fourteen to sixteen, siguro. Oh hi. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't posting it, naman or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It during this time, I was working at. I was working in government. And then I remember thinking that Jake was in Citibank, and then all of a sudden he said, "You know, I'm gonna leave banking because I'm so bored with it already, and I'm gonna cook. And I'm going to MasterChef Asia." That was like sort of announced. I remember all in one go. <laughs> and but you know, Jake, <laughs> before then you were already cooking. You were like casually cooking for. I remember. Like I remember, this was, so we're twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Jake was cooking for his girlfriend then, and you were already kind of like whizzing it up in the kitchen. And I was just like, "Wow, my cousin knows how to cook. That's super mm, cool." And yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember that. But you nice. don't. 
I remember I remember okay. you made scallops for your, oh, your ex-girlfriend. Ah. And I remember thinking, how does one even cook scallops? And this was during wow. the time that everybody was eating out. Like that was like your idea of a romantic dinner. And Jake would be like, what? oh no, we're, we're staying in. I'm going to cook <laughs> dinner for my girlfriend. And I was just like, wow, like where does he find the motivation to cook? I remember wow. that. Yeah, wow. that's cool. Well, I mean, it's it it was fun for me before, like watching YouTube videos and like um cooking it, you know, like making it. Mm. I I mean, cooking still fun now, but like you know, this, my sense of like curiosity before, I guess, was a lot more. Right. Yeah. Tony, when did you get mm-hmm. to taste the food he actually cooked? Was that during and the half days already? No, I'm trying to remember like when Jake started getting Jake used to actually have pop-ups because another part of the story that Jake is leaving out was he was working at fine dining restaurants for minimum wage. Yeah, you're getting there. You're getting there. Okay, okay. You were in uh, and Jake's Jake would introduce himself to all my friends, and I think that's why like all of my friends would find him so funny. It's like, hi, I'm minimum wage Jake. I literally earn <laughs> minimum wage and Dude, sometimes less <laughs> sometimes less and when when was this all happening i had just joined and a half then and i remember jake was exploring he had like the eventual goal i remember him telling me was to have his own thing so jake would be doing like these pop-ups like pop-up dinners and they're pretty good he, he had like a really nice pop-up dinner in makati that wine place, Jake and Ju- near yeah, the Jupiter. Yeah, wine The that wine was, pairing, pala. That was nice <clears throat> wine pairing, and I remember Jake's whole philosophy. And I think he learned this when you were interning at that farm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was always you kind of work with food that's in the palenque or food that people don't usually use, whatever's fresh. So like just the policy of cooking fresh, and I was so fascinated by that, and I think. What I wanted to do, or I guess it's also just because I'm an extrovert, I would always bring Jake along to, you know, whatever I was doing, and it would be end a half. Mm-hmm. And I think the first, the first time they we met, or I think he met them, was at the Kanye West concert, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, were you even I had conscious an extra- then? The joke. that that was the last the last concert before he cancelled everything see I had an extra ticket do you even remember that Jake I had an extra I super remember that you said like (laughs) that meant so much to me so like I was super broke then because I was minimum wage Jake like the gas and parking had us like like a third now of my salary so I was super broke. Then I, I was working that night. Then Tony said my extra ticket just so like as fuck it. I left work as I went. <laughs> or like yeah. besides like fuck it. I I just went, dude. I love Kanye. Good so, yeah. That was uh, it was like an extra ticket to like the so like the best mosh pit oh, yeah. tickets. And then uh, I don't know. I, I I said, okay, I'll just give this to Jake. Yeah, I was so happy, dude. I wasn't supposed to be there. That's just that's a yeah, solid that's a solid cousin move. <laughs> <laughs> salamat, cuz. Oh, but that, that's yeah. when he met the rest of End the Half, and I think End the Half was just like 
wow, your cousin's so funny. We should hang out with him more often. And oh. did, did they really say that? It was sort of like that. Yeah, I think <laughs> they found no, they found you funny for sure. Okay, now it, it's all coming back to me. And that's when you had your first taco pop up shortly after because you already involved and a half in the taco pop up, right? No. No, I no no no. Oh, okay, just kidding. Never and mind. half people didn't go, but BJ did make the poster for mm. the taco pop up. There, I think like Jake was starting to have a lot of things designed, I guess, for his events and stuff like that, and that was just how Jake slowly got into the design brand world, like just all through these events, hanging out at Kanye West, you know, hanging out at the concert, getting friends to design and that sort of thing nice Para siyang, ano, the adventures of ano, minimum wage Jake <laughs> parenthesis <laughs> and maybe less <laughs> no, it really is sometimes, sometimes less, less. I, I, do, I do feel like ano, aside like the tritagonist in your like in, in your anime Jake cousin Tony the what the, the tritagonist usually the like third like Nobara the third the third person it's I'm not, not like I don't Nobara. think I don't think I'm a second <laughs> I'm not the second I'm not the deuteragonist I feel like I'm a tritagonist wow they have a you lot of you just want of, to be Nobara I do want to be Nobara I, I do want to be Nobara <laughs> yeah. Jujutsu Kaisenji or sorry your cousin Tony it sounds like yeah, an yeah, Italian yeah. mafia <laughs> name but cousin Tony. cousin Tony no actually everyone at and a half calls me cousin Jake naman <laughs> Yeah, everybody in and a half does call you cousin Jake. So you just have titles like minimum wage Jake and cousin Jake. Nice. You're like action figures. We have different Jake versions. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so weird. Now that you're like pointing it out, <laughs> I just I just remember these things. Well, that that was a really epic Kanye concert. I was there too. So it's nice to know that was like a milestone in uh, Jake meeting and a half. Yeah, sayanon. <laughs> like. I remember um, one of the partners at and a half, si Parker. At the time, I didn't know who he was or whatever. Like he was just there, and then I was just like hugging him, like sayahol, <laughs> like sabog, like you know, just ha- having such a great time. That's in the hug and stuff. That's like the day, like the day after Tony tells me that like that's her boss, pala and shit. Like oh damn. <laughs> 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 whatever and but that kind of started your you're getting to know design concepts more maybe you lit- literally like, hugging Parker parang may like grub off design but like what was I call him Jake like what was your perspective on what Tony was doing at the time like were you thinking about mm. design already and how it it plays with food because that's such a big for me in Kodawari like that's what makes it so unique because there's such this like seamless marriage of like design and vibe and, and food, right? But yeah, where were you before um, in terms of like f- infusing that with your food? Mm, before, honestly, I wasn't too conscious about it. Like with, because so like during the food park era, like <clears throat> I've owned or opened because I used to be like a food consultant also. So I've owned or opened probably like more than a dozen concepts. Napuro like yung mga pang food park lang. So little like four by four or like twenty square meter shops. So like I got exposed there into like different you know, just like the running businesses. Essentially I was 
able to run businesses that weren't mine. Where I was operating as if they were mine. So parang trial period or whatever. I, eventually I got to own some, but at the time like um yeah, so a lot of the time like the branding wasn't up to me or whatever. Like I'd give input, but you know, I just provide recipes, like um set this place up for them, then you know, basically they run it. So it's people who have money who want to have a business but they don't know how, right? So I hook them up. I set it up for them and stuff. Could you see it like on the periphery? Na parang ah, ito may design stuff ginagawa si Tony, and then until it finally, you know, you finally decided to like ask them for some branding help. Right, right. So at that point, when I was doing that, like consulting, I didn't really care so much about branding. You know, I was more focused on like the food, but like the the product is good, like it's gonna be good. Um, but eventually, you know, hanging out with Anda half. Looking at the ibang level talaga, like best in the Philippines, like <laughs> watch out. <laughs> Grabe, this is design. This is design. Because like you think onon is because my office was I, like my work was near long, and so like sometimes I'd hang out in their office a lot. Like I'd get one of those office chairs. I just roll them on shoulder and ask like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> That's like they'll show me. That's like you know how they come up with the stuff is so crazy, like. You know, it's like the design is like a pattern, but also like coming up with it. You know, the process of like making fonts and stuff. Like when I saw them making fonts, I was like, I know, like you're gonna do all the letters and numbers, <laughs> and that's really what they do. That's right. And this is crazy to like find to like I know what a serif is now. Yeah. For anyone, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, um. It's like the little Maarte thing on some of the letters, like letter A, letter T. Yeah, this so, this yeah. information did come to me a little late in life. I'm designer, like, oh, this right? is Oh, sans serif, yan, serif. Yan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, I found it, the attention to detail, talaga. And, you know, how everyone's, how everything is really bespoke. Is that a good word for it? But like, you know, it's like really crafted, really. Mm, yeah. And it's not just beautiful. It's also, what do you call it? It makes sense. Functional. It's, it's yeah, functional. Like, because it really makes sense on a lot of different levels. It's really amazing to see. Nice. That stuff inspires me. Like, oh, Tony, did you ever get to hang out in his kitchen and like look over someone chopping like onions and be like, hey, what's that? Oh my God, actually the few times I've hung out with Jake, in the kitchen, Jake is super like scary. But eh? Yeah, you're like, hey, don't play with my knife. Like I was just kind of like <laughs> looking at it, flipping it around. He's like, don't play with my knife. I was like, I, 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 I can't dull my knife. I'm like, okay, like relax. And, and then, and then, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I forgive you. I, I carry that with me for a while. I'm okay now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I touched the knives. But how did how did that happen? Like coincidence long beyond that Ligaya was next to and a half something in the same pioneer yeah. area. Yeah, pretty much. It's like three blocks away in a month, something mm. like that. Yeah. Not super and near. Jake was operating largely from his food park in I think at the time it was Quezon City. And then yeah. I remember Jake saying, Hey, I'm gonna have a spot in Rockwell Business Center. In Sheridan, and then I want I want it to be like 
it was like bowl bowl food really good bowl food can i bring food for you guys to test at end of half and then so he'd bring and you should ask jake to make this for you one time Gio. it's Jake makes a super good tapsilog. And like, I remember... But tapsilog? It's basically the gyudon. So I, don't know. I, think I, I think I did taste that. When Manila Man went over to in, in the in office. The yeah. For yeah, a meeting. And then Jake there. comes out with these trays. I'm like, where did this come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, that, that, that was sponsored by Kray. Yeah, thank you, Kray. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, Kray. Yeah, I wondered, <laughs> like, how often does he do this? This is so cool. It's like, you just come there. in with trays of food. <laughs> there, and I remember we were saying, like, this is this is a really, really good tapsilog. And then I think, I'm not sure how it happened, but then it just came to pass that Jake just said, hey, can you... Can you do my branding, please? And then we did. We did the branding of Ligaya. And I really like that brand. That was such a cute I, brand. I also liked it. Parker also made it. Yeah, Ligaya. Yeah. I mean, we can't nice. see it on the pod, but that's the shirt you're wearing now on the Jake. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> my pambahay now. <laughs> it's a staff uniform. I see Gabby wearing that shirt too. Yeah. Back in the day. So I, I made a few. Like... And sold them as merch. I think we sold out. I think I made like 70 or something. As well. But like there's this one night also in Poblacion. Like, it's like bar or boards, whatever the doctors take. So there's like a flock of new doctors. And my friend's like, Oi, like, kaha doctor lang nila. I'm like, ano, kaha doctor nyo lang? You want some free shirts? Sbrabat ako sa nila yung shirts. Like, sinusuot nila yung shirts. Yeah, then I congrats, guys. Kala mo siguro politiko ka. Yeah. But, Gio, it's so funny because if you search Ligaya and the brand, like, it's still there. Like, the Instagram is still up. It's actually, like, a happy, smiley face in the sun that's yellow. And all of a sudden, Jake, in, like, one random afternoon says, I want to make merch. And I'm like, what, are we going to, like, make, like, a McDonald's yellow smiley face? Like, no, no, no. We're going to make it, like, off-white. Which is totally <laughs> not the brand. <laughs> yeah, but... And it was, it was not the brand. And I was just, like... At the time, I was just, like... Okay, it's not the brand, but I mean, like, whatever, do what you want. I guess yeah, if it makes you happy. I thought yeah, I actually no, thought it, like, the restaurant branding was what's on the shirt, like all this time. No, 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 it's so different. It's so different. <laughs> it, it's, it, it looks like it's it's like for baby. You don't for babies, Ligaya. Like, yeah. Okay, I, it's, it reminds me of Enervon. <laughs> so colorful. <laughs> this is like the if you can see ah, it. Yeah, yeah, this is the okay. brand. <laughs> so like, it, it's it. such a disconnect from. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Jake Streetwear. But at the time, I, I remember I was thinking, Jake, it's not on brand. And then, but Jake was like, I, I do what I want. And then I was just like, okay, yeah, you, 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 you do. Like, the brand is you. So, like, you should do what you want. Wow. So that started with the Tapsilog. Yeah. Did it? Okay. Was that the first, like, dish that he got you guys to be as kind of like taste testers and give feedback? Or was it like super casual? Uh, no? I think it was what was it? Uh that was a tapsilog. Jake would bring all sorts of food from time to time, but I remember the tapsilog was just um I don't know, that was just that kind of took the cake for everybody. <laughs> you know, that and the barbecue. Dude, like I just came in there as 
uh, well, for context nga, like, yung our production house mo man, diba, we met with you guys in in mm. the end half office and Jay came in with food. And then yun talaga yung tumatak sa yeah. akin, yung top silog, yung beef. And yes. I remember yeah. you asking yeah. like this, I remember, it's just weird the things you remember from random conversations, but I remember asking you, Jake, like, like may medyo matamis siya and I liked it. And I was like, hey, Jake, parang tamis, like, what did you put here? Like, it makes it sweet, it's good. And then you're like, uh, sugar? And I felt so dumb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like me trying like to make that. conversation <laughs> with a chef. And then he's like, yeah, <laughs> I just feel so stupid. No, no, sorry, man. But like, it's, it's really simple cooking lang naman kasi. Right. Like, at Ligaya. Right. Um, so it was like, Filipino comfort food talaga, na straight up. Like, we aren't trying to change the flavors or anything. So like, pancit canton, or like, um, Bagnet or like Bicol Express um, Sinigang you know it's right. just like normal food just executed a bit with a lot of love and like you know parang plated up nice so your dish actually looks like it's worth like 150 plus no actually it looks better than like what a 150 plus dish would look like mm, yeah. but it's at a 150 peso price point so it's like damn what is this well, that's that was the thinking behind it, at least. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back na to to the gyudon, right? So from that, nagsara yung yung ligaya. Or is, how about we touch up on that? Like when it closed, and you, you didn't really know where what to do after. <coughs> like how did you? Or like Tony, you can answer too. Like how did you um, help Jake through it? And how did you guys land in gyudon trays? from that point. <laughs> um, do you want me to go, Jake? Sure. I remember this was, I think, March, and things had just like gone on lockdown. And then I remember Jake was kind of already saying, hey, I'm thinking about closing. And, you know, at the time... I think I was still under the impression that things were going to, like, we were going to go back to work in, like, two weeks or, like, in, at the at the very least, June. Parang, that, that was just sort of the feeling. And I was kind of, like, saying, sayang naman, Ligaya, so good. Like, you, you sure you don't want to try looking into Ligaya trays or something like that? And then, parang, I remember, parang Jake was just, like, saying, di na talaga kaya and stuff like that. And then... Parang I think, and Jake can probably tell you how the interior of that experience was, but I think just, I guess, me on the outside, I did feel really bad because Legaya had already sort of become part of our, I guess, my life when we would still go to the office because, you know, at the time we weren't cooking or we were all just like, I remember if, if we didn't like, one of the things that we just order at like at the office because it was nearby and it was cheap was Ligaya so I felt that when Ligaya closed like I was that was just like the the time that a lot of our favorite places were starting to close so it was kind of like I guess losing things from our previous life that was just the feeling yeah that's how I felt because I was just sort of watching these things and we were working from home already so and then when that closed Jake started coming by Often <laughs> to to just talk about his ideas. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not nice at all, but like 
Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. What, what made you like come come from that 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 failure, like that that like difficult time, and to make you wanna like think of new concepts to make into trees? Well, what, I need a source of money. That's the main thing, you know. I was like bro, like I was so. Um, the guy had six employees at the time, and these are like people with like families and stuff, you know. And they're like such hard workers, and they make minimum wage. Plus a bit more because they have benefits and all that. Um, so yeah, having to close was really hard because like when at the time when we closed, they probably owed me collectively like six digits, na. And then you know, closing like you you don't expect to get that back. And then early on in the pandemic, I was like lending them money, pa. And in the back of my head, I was like, you know, this money is not gonna go back to me, na, ever. But like it's hard there, cause like you know what was what did I spend on that month like Animal Crossing, tapos sila they're like yeah. you know trying to feed their families, so it was like really tough for me talaga to like accept na I can't support these people na I have no more source of income, so just at home you know I was sad for a bit, but like like Tony mentioned like I, I eventually got to doing stuff naman but. You know, there was really a phase that I got was like so hard that I got to move. Like I was thinking, uh, you know, if I was working at the bank right now, I'd probably be so rich. Oh yeah, probably still have a job. That right? that I came was, up a lot. Jake would be like, yeah. maybe I should just stop cooking. I should just go back to you know being at a bank working for somebody else. Yeah, because like at the time I didn't have money in a month to start a new business, and like I didn't want to work in someone else's kitchen during a pandemic to make mish with maximum risks so like um you know well that this was like the only option i don't know if it, if it was the only option but like this is how it manifested itself i guess like trying to find something like a source of income yeah primarily yeah that's tough mm-hmm. man Especially if like you put regret in the mix and then like you you kind of sec- doubt yourself if you did this thing right, right? How did yeah? How did the 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 brisket come up? The, the insight there was that like you know so many people are cooking now and stuff. Well, one of the things I did start of the pandemic was to like start making, I don't know, like to le- learn how to use a camera. Mm. I think that's like before the businesses and stuff. Like that's what I felt like would be how to approach this like given uh you know i can't it's a way to communicate with people from like as me to like other people like and to entertain also and like since everyone was into food at the time right early pandemic everyone was cooking and making like food content i thought i'd like learn also so yeah through that like i get a lot of like i just make a random video then people would ask if it's for sale or whatever like sure you can buy it like <laughs> at that at that time like i'd cook hey, can you cook this i'm like hell yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i didn't want to ask about so, that like i did notice that you know you were shooting your own stuff you were editing your own stuff um so th- that just came out of necessity or you enjoy you know learning new stuff no it's fun it, yeah it's really fun but like you know in my mind that that was like at the back of my mind rather nah, like I feel like this is the future like building on content and stuff like that so you mm-hmm. know I'll just like have a skill that like aligns with the future but it's also fun so yeah I, I, I find it like 
it's definitely a hobby. I haven't had the time to like shoot so much lately because I I want to say I'm busy with work, but the truth is like Yakuza like a Dragon is just such a great game. <laughs> Keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just give yourself that. Enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just chilling. I don't know, but yeah, there's, it's, there's a lot of work. Also, it's hard to make time for a shoot. I think, or conceptualizing is actually the longer part. Right, right. I kind of want to ask how both of you, yung working dynamic niyo, yung parang pagayin and yang. Like Tony, you mentioned earlier na. Um, mas extrovert ka. Jake's more of the introvert. Uh, like, how do those two energies kind of, you know, combine to make you guys productive? Mm, I think, like, I'm trying to think if, like, what would be the best way to kind of describe our dynamic, Jake? Uh, us as individuals or, like, us sa kodawari? Maybe for both of you. Uh, I for- think that, yeah, like, because I'd like to think that there are a lot of areas where I feel me and Jake differ in. And that's not just, you know, like Jake is actually super sociable also. And there are times when I just don't want to talk to people. So I feel like maybe it, it's a factor of being family or just, you know, knowing each other very well. It's like... I think I understand Jake's personality and he understands mine. So it's very easy to uh, just be honest about things. Like mm, that's true. Th- th- That sounds very apparent, trite, but I, I guess it's, it's, it is different, admittedly. Like when you have a project with friends versus you're working on something with your family. Yeah. And I guess by virtue of me and Jake being the same age and we both kind of have the same likes when it comes to design or anime or things like that. It's it's a very, I guess, like the one way to describe it. It's a very, it's easy. I think me and Jake are, it, it's a very easy and sort of free-flowing dynamic. And, you know, Jake says that he's lazy, but, you know, that's, I think Jake is very particular. So that's, <laughs> like, I think, I always tell this to Jake. I think Jake reminds me of whenever I work with artists at end the half, like we're doing a brand with an artist. It's a very, Jake has a very specific way of doing things. And that's like, I think the mark of an artist, or at least it's very specific about a feeling or a vibe. And I think at least like putting it into context of Kodawari, I think that dynamic, I guess our dynamic, does dictate a lot of what comes out which is just really like if we're just being honest just a combination of the things that me and Jake and the rest of the team like and we just put it out there but I think we also can put things out there at the freedom that we do is because the the product is actually super great and that's why I I, I don't think like I do social media that professionally or any of those things but i do it for kodawari because i guess it's like we're just you've had being... numerous offers though right to do social media <laughs> highly sought yeah. after but that's because they look at kodawari and they think it can be replicated when in my mind it's like how can i put this down on paper i, I, I don't think i can even say that there was any hardcore strategizing behind it it's really we're just vibing 
we're really just vibing. Like that's yeah. and that's so core. And that's how, that's that's I think that's frustrating, especially if you're you want it to be like a Skillshare. <laughs> but, no, it. but it's it's cool. It's, it's, it's kind of like a testament not to why it works in like this mysterious way that things just kind of clicked. No? <laughs> but it's like I, I guess like even like going to the conceptualization of Kodawari the brand. The person who worked on the brand is Tim Lopez, so another end a halfer. And Tim, I think the initial approach to the brand was like Kodawari means the uncompromising pursuit of perfection, right, Jake? Yeah, but honestly, I told Tim, I just want something that's sonically pleasing. No one's gonna care about the meaning. <laughs> but like, you know, Tim came up with that nice word. Well, actually, Gian did. So Gian Lau, like, he's also on the team. Uh, what what is he? Cause poet, whatever he's a poet. writer. He's a poet. I mean, like, like Japanese all these random people. <laughs> Yeah. So team. basically how it works is like we're just a there's just a group of like random I wouldn't say random people, dude. I think you guys are like the best at what you guys do. And then, you know, we're just like tossing ideas around and like I don't care. Like I, I maybe I am particular, but I really like, you know, I just trust these people. So like do whatever. Like <laughs> whenever we have artist collabs, which is like a big initiative of Kodawari. Like I always tell them, just like, do you know, do whatever. Like you want free food? Like you don't even have to make anything. Just if you feel like it long. Just, you yeah. know, I think that produces the best work. Just like giving everybody the freedom and whatever. Right. Even with the photos, like that's always like all the photos, the brand, at least from my perspective, just, you know, do whatever, do what, do what you want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I really yeah. want to get into that later about the collabs because it's really a big part of the brand. No? But I, I guess this question is more for you, Natoni. No, like coming from you've you know you've worked on lots of brands, helped a lot of clients set up their business. What was different about this? Did you kind of give yourself a little more free reign and and the team to just just vibe with with Jake's food and his personality? Yeah, for sure. I think. The conceptualization of, like, I mean, like, the whole branding exercise, I think we still did it very by the book. Um, like, Jake, I think, is used to our process already. So when we were just going about, uh, when Tim was going about making the brand, I remember Jake would just kind of send it over to me and be like, okay, what do you think? What do you think about what this looks like? What can we adjust? Because Jake I is, love looking at decks. I love looking at decks. Like <laughs> this is like professional. Like you know, on one hand, like you're my friend, and when you send me a deck, like damn, you're a professional. Yeah. Like, that's, at least that's how it is for me. It's like I'm a caveman. So, like that's amazing for me. Like whoa, these are like organized, synthesized, condensed thoughts. Right. Like in, into yeah. a brand, right? I'm always. I, yeah. I no, love it, it is a very specific skill. Now, when you're good at it, like mm-hmm. it really works. You know. Right, I, I love reading them. <laughs> and like so, you know, it was actually a really nice brand. It it is a very nice brand. Like it it because it's the. I I remember that Gian and Tim and Jake kind of landed on Kodawari because I guess Jake as a chef and his food, you know, for some I think Jake does strive for a certain kind of purity in his food. Like he, like Jake does say he vibes a lot, but Jake is also not satisfied when things don't taste as good as they should and stuff like that. So that was what we wanted to highlight at first with Kodawari. 
Yeah, I cry um, when I feel like there's too much rice <laughs> compared to meat. I've cried before over that. So like that's what they were thinking, like pursuit of perfection and stuff like that. And like me, I don't want it to be too heavy, you know. Just mm-hmm. have fun. Mm-mm. So I mean, like I said, I didn't care so much about what the name meant, more that it sounded sonically pleasing. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it does. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. And for the first few weeks, I couldn't even remember it, the, the syllables. <laughs> and like my <laughs> customers. Cause so, uh, for context, I was selling the Gudon on my personal page for like four months yeah. before we yeah, branded it. I was buying it. from you then. Mm-mm. Yeah. So at the time when I was telling people it's going to be called Kodawari, you're like, Anayon, like, this is a mistake. <laughs> and even me, like, I, I would think the parallel. Yeah, what if I just keep it like this? Like, what if we, when we make it a brand, no one's going to check it out now because I guess there's always that fear right when you're transitioning mm. to something like what if no one follows the new page but it, it came out re- really good yeah, yeah. and uh, I guess that was like the initial going back to your question about did I give myself more free reign and when I I came on I guess in full capacity because I think I was just already talking to Jake as we always do like we talk all the time and Jake was just kind of telling me <laughs> always Asking me, hey, what do you think I should do? Do you think I can do this? And stuff like that. And then I would always just kind of give my input. Then when I came on, I guess, in official capacity, I think... And Jake gave me a lot of freedom. Like, I think this (laughs) was when I decided now, okay, I don't think I want to do... And it's not because I wanted to defy the brand book or anything. It's just I feel like there's so many ways to interpret um, what we like or what what's cool about this food without it being cuz it the the mood back then was supposed to be like found photos of Japan yeah. like, like it is a little bit more lifestyle mm-hmm. middle classery sort of thing but then i don't know what happened like when was what the day when we just one day decided to give in to a lot of the things that we liked but when we did the response was pretty i'm looking at it now i'm trying to like think when did I come on? The weeb yeah. stuff. <laughs> no, yeah, I did come on. The first thing that we did was post the Akira, the Akira illustrations. Right. Uh, the Darling Kink illustration. Yeah. yeah. That I think so, was. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, Darling Kink was also on board as a in-house designer for I don't know how many months, but maybe like four or five. Yeah. Super then, good. She, I, I think that's where it started. She did the fan art of Akira, and then she kind of interpreted it through Gyudon. And I was like, this is such a cool idea. Maybe we can start. We can just follow this train of thought. And, you know, in a way I did, I guess, I did allow myself a lot more freedom as a, you know, a creative to be like, okay, if we're going to follow... It, if we posted Akira on the feed, then it seems natural to me that we can start posting pictures of anime food we like. Or it seems natural. I remember Jake was like, I said, hey, Jake, make a playlist of like your favorite anime openings. And then he did. And then you're like, okay, let's share it with friends. And then that, like was, that received, it was received pretty well also. And then Biglalang, I think, for, I, I don't know where the first artist collaborations started, but people just started. Jake was like, if 
hey, if I send you food, could you draw for me or could you illustrate something for me? And then that, parang that sort of just sparked a lot of things too. And I guess like, you know, sorry to like keep going off track with your, from no, the yeah, question, but it, it did, I, I do feel like I allowed myself to be more free with this because it was, you know, going back to the story of Jake's off-white Ligaya versus the brand that we made mm-hmm. or the brand that we set, which <laughs> okay. is like, which is like Enervon Smiley or basically like Happy Happy. I was like, but that's not the brand book. But I guess it's like in 2020. It's probably also the mixed feelings of doom where I was like, you know, nothing really matters. And like, what, <laughs> if we're going to be doing something, it might as well be fun for all of us. And I think I was surprised that we were just having fun and people seemed to respond to us having fun. And that was nice to see. I don't know if I can ever replicate it again, but that was just like a... Kodawari is genuinely me and Jake and a bunch of other friends having fun. Awesome. And actually, I, I do want to get really into the anime, the anime vibe and everything. But can you just give us a rundown who the Kodawari team is and who's been kind of like consistently contributing? How, are, how did you guys design the team for the brand? Go, Jake. Uh, well, first, um, Tim came on, Tim Lopez came on to design. So I guess he's like the brand identity and whatever so he came up with the logo the colors the gyu dogs and mm-hmm. a bunch of the initial illustrations then we got um, oh they're called gyu dogs that's so awesome <laughs> i think is that their name now? that is that i think that is their name now the gyu dogs the, the dogs yeah, in the postcard like, when you get the mm-hmm. gyu done the bowing mm-hmm. gyu dogs yeah. cool so they only appear like twice in like kodawari official releases but like I guess a lot of the artists use it as an element when they make fan art. It's yeah. really nice. Mm-mm. So, yeah, as I was saying, so it was Tim who made those dogs and like the initial branding. Then um, Mags Ocampo also came on board to help with the launch, like transitioning from selling as me to selling as Kodawari. Then um, at some point, Petra Gana was there to like project manage and stuff. And then I think even before that, Gian Lau also involved as like a Japanese cultural consultant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he did the dub, the right? The dub. For the Gyudon video. Oh, okay. So and yeah, he, like... He wrote yeah. an essay. I should link it to you, Gio. He wrote an essay of how much he loved the Gyudon. And this was pre-Kodawari. Wait, no, I read this. Yeah, I read this. Yeah, the, yeah that actually... I got, I got a lot of customers from that. Like, comparing the response from that versus like when I get featured by spot PH or like those sites no, no shade yeah it was spot. a passionately written article so it's mm-hmm. like getting vibe after you read it yeah that was so that's Gian and then okay. there's me <laughs> yeah you you're Tony's like social media and like artistic I don't know I don't know what an artistic director is but like we're just like like Tony said we're all just vibing um <laughs> that Atike um Darling King came on also for a while to design so now we just ha- there's so there's this group of like oh and one more judge so there he helps me with the inbox sometimes mm-hmm. how about with actual food preps Jake is that just you 
Oh, um, no, nah, it's just the people at home. So my brother helps me. Um, the helpers at home help me. We have two students living with us now. So, and they work for me, kind of. Nice. So it's, ni- it's nice. Like, before I was, like, cooking all the time, every day, like, every single batch, and, like, buying stuff from the palenque and everything. But, like, it's since been automated na, like, I don't have to leave my house, I don't have to leave my room, like, which I think is, like, the goal of my life, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit just gets done. And that's, like, how, what happens. So, the Kodawari group, it's, like, you know, there's a lot of great minds in there. And, like, you just throw an idea, then somehow it gets developed into, like, something so nice, you know? But this is Jake's, I know, I guess, like, this is just me speaking in the outside. It's like, Jake always does this. He he gets so passionately into something and then he really grinds his way. And then once he figures out how to game, to game the whole process, that's when Jake just, like, um, stops and gets bored. And then when Jake gets bored, that's when he does something else. And I think I've seen Jake cycle through this so many times. Like when he was bored with Legaya and he was bored already with all of his food concepts. And then like with Kodawari, I feel like Kodawari though, like to be fair, I think sustained, that was a sustained grind for you, Jake, to be fair. It's fun. And we still have a lot of stuff to do. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. What what kind of, uh, since launching the brand, what kind of feedback has made you guys kind of like invigorated to keep doing it? Mm. Mm. Well, like a lot of people say it's the best gilon they've ever tried. And, you know, like we never say that outright. We never say like the gilon is good or that it's addictive. I think those are things that the customer should decide, right? Um so yeah it's it's nice when people say that they loved it i like it when they say that their moms loved it or their dads loved it or like you know like babies who don't normally eat so much they're (laughs) eating so much of it bigla or like people who don't really like mushrooms like end up finishing the shroom done things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. but like it's also nice when people like really enjoy the brand like they say they love the branding they love the photos they love the illustration, like, you know, just everything about it. Because, like, I think with everything we do, like, so we, like, as mentioned before, we collaborate with artists to, for illustrations. And, like, in, in my personal opinion, we collaborate with, like, the best photographers like, in the Philippines. You know, like, I'm working with Tony. That's, like, the best na, at, like, mm-hmm. a lot of things. <laughs> so Whatever. it's just, like, working with great people <laughs> and just letting them do whatever they want. Because, like, you know, I, I don't, not that I don't care, but, like, that's the energy. Like, you know, do it. Like, you're not gonna disappoint me or anything because, like, I don't, I don't mind. Nice. Right. Okay, um, I, I, I do want to take a bathroom break, so maybe we could pause for a bit. I'll refill my drink, and then let's get back into it. Wait, yeah. 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 I'll mm-hmm. pause this thing here. Mm-hmm. Bathroom break lang. Mm-hmm. Check lang if everything's working. See, I think, like, if I could add, I feel like this is just, like, one of my own observation. Like, when Jake comes back, um, I think I was thinking about it like when Jake was talking about it I think working with a lot of artists also has been an experience for me because it does 
make you open to so many kinds of styles and so many different approaches. And I feel like that's such a key, a key thing when it comes to creative brands. Hi, Jake. Yeah, you're in a really interesting uh, um, tangent there. I was just saying when Jake was talking about how we talk, how we work with a lot of photographers or a lot of different artists, I think, you know, me as a creative, because I get exposed to all these kind of styles and different approaches, like, I think that's what's super exciting for me, because I think maybe, maybe in my point in my own career also, I think I'm bored with brands that they're just in a way bland or that the brands that kind of just, you know, play it too safe. I mean, but the, I think there's a time and place for brands that play it safe and brands that are super cohesive and functional. But I think with Kodawari, like, because there's so much freedom to explore and I find myself redefining a lot of my own creative processes because I get to see how other artists do it and how they kind of push their own mediums and I guess that energy is infectious like if that's the anime energy also of like being on the team <laughs> with like a lot of good good players ace players <laughs> yeah like like in Haikyuu like you know they're all like ace players you kind of want to follow that level or you want to still be able to play volleyball at the same level of volleyball that they do yeah it's it's exciting also like when we like when we get new photographers then like you know there's usually minimal briefing there's no like pegs or anything so it's just like anticipation like oh what's he gonna do wow like yeah and you know usually i don't know yeah yeah well sometimes i don't know until like the day itself then like when when i'm there like watching them do their thing like damn like Okay, I'm super like I'm super curious about this. Coming from an advertising background and we work with these big brands, everything has to be pre-approved, right? Like I'm sure Tony you know this, right? Like right. I have to come up with a deck and we have mm. to show all these uh, concepts and if it's approved, we stick to that no matter what. And sometimes it kind of boxes us into yeah. this like we, we we kind of creative ourselves into a corner, you know, and it's like and changing that direction mm. would kind of mean like second guessing your own decisions. But as you just said, it's like right. having freedom from that gives you enough room to explore and find like really good ideas. Yeah. And so, I, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, this is, I guess, for you, Natoni, like how can you just expound on how much of a rare thing that is and how it's helped the brand? It's super rare, at least I think, on the level of when you get to work with you know companies that have or at least brands that have already a huge expansion plan in mind or you know i guess because my my background is sort of like marketing and advertising you you know you are conditioned in a way to think a certain way or to like you know you make work more efficient by having a template of how to do things here's what a regular brand should need or the, here's how what a regular brand would probably look like you slap a logo on something and then call it a day on social media right like it's as long as the logo's there as long as the copy is there whatever but really with kodawari parang i get to in many ways like hey Jake I'm feeling this today can we post this or can I say this and I think you know that's 
maybe this is energy that's more common to people who are a lot younger who who are probably just do what they want but i think you know me coming from an era of branding that had to be done in such a specific way or like the glossier kind of brands which were big beautiful and streamlined doing things at kodawari where it's really like developing film in a way you you really don't know what it's gonna look like and then when it comes out you're just delightfully surprised <laughs> like i think that sort of happened when for example jake worked with renzo yeah. navarro who is such a good photographer yeah. and then i had at the time i didn't know what his food photography looked like and i was like what what the heck is he going to do and i just remember being shocked when he sent over right. the files all of a sudden you have so good you have these cardboard houses with a sky background and light shining through the window. And I was like, how how did he even come up with this? And I remember I was talking to Renzo. And Renzo was sort of saying that he did feel pressure also because he saw the artwork that the artists were contributing to Kodawari. And he was like, naman if I don't give something. Nice. That's yeah. like, you know, like I, I can't just like take product photos but I think people are matching the energy of the artists we work with I think are all trying to match the energy of all the right. artists who came before at least that's how I see it but everybody's just sort of trying to didn't outdo the other person but it's like they're not there's a sense of pressure no there is a sense of pressure to bring something to the table parang you like people aren't sort of working to take a shot of the gyudon people are trying to have different takes on it all the time and that's super exciting I love that I love I love that energy because I think it's when you're in a pandemic and every day feels the same I think I'm just always craving newness yeah. and I think I s- it's so fresh it's so fresh all the yeah. time so that's fresh I think Parang everybody's takes the artists we've worked with they're all they're also different from each other and yeah i love that I that's love so that. interesting you said that about yeah. finding newness because even me as uh, an audience i guess of your brand and just even scrolling through instagram it's like i don't know what what's gonna come up next on the kodawari feed and you know every time there's a new product <laughs> shot an anime excerpt it's like it's exciting you know so yeah i i, I do want to ask <laughs> how you let others into the fold because you guys have such a strong bond between like the both of you, you can bounce back ideas easily. You know what you like, but how when you get like let's say photography, you got Sunny Takur, you got Renzo Navarro, Gabi Cantero. Mm. How conventional methods would be like? Hey, this is the brand book. This is this is kind of what we want. Show some pegs. You get back to us. You know how how do you tell them to go crazy? Is does it start just with the gudon or? what happens like with any collab like i always try to like start it with the food like let them try it first let them vibe it if they don't like it then like don't do anything because nah. <laughs> like you're not gonna be into it it's not gonna you know i don't want to force you so yeah like you know and normally when they try it and when they like it or they've heard about it or whatever so yeah i just say like you know make something like do whatever you want really like i don't know if it's a, mm-hmm. that's like reverse pressure in some sense because like I understand Mm. sometimes it's easier if you have a direction right but like I don't know I don't know what the direction is I don't know what you're like 
what you can do. Well, I mean, I do to some extent, but like, you know, this is like your opportunity you know, to like have fun and like, you know, I feel like you'll have an audience that appreciate what you make. And it's never mm-hmm. like, I never tell people like, mm-hmm. do this for exposure. Like, I try to like, you know, value creatives naman. So like, you know, I offer free food, <laughs> yeah. I offer like money or like whatever. Because like, you know, what they're providing is like super valuable. Beyond the value, obviously, of what I give back. But but like, you know, I guess they want to, do, there's a part of them that also wants to do it or like they understand like it's like a startup brand balang and stuff. Like like they want to be part of it. So it's like really nice energy lang. So it's always like, you know, just have fun. Let's just have fun. You know, maybe that's kind of proof mm-hmm. that all you really need is like a good you done like a good product i mean like maybe them tasting it is like mm. is the brief you know like that's all the brief you need Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah that's right and it has a really distinct look kasi. like i feel like when you see it on social media and you see like leaves <laughs> like I, I feel like well at least i like a lot of people tell me you know they see the leaves they know that it's the gyudon yeah yeah I remember, like, at the start of it, Jake was, like, saying, you know, the Kodawari itself, like, if you look at the tray, like, you look at the actual tray, it's, like, just, if you take a photo of the tray when it arrives, it's just, like, brown and leaves. And, I mean, the picture, like, when people will take a video of it, it's usually the same thing. It's, like, cutting into the egg and stuff like that. And I think that was when Jake said, okay, like, let's get photographers. Because we started with Gabby Cantero. And Gabby's just like a phenomenal food it's photographer. Amazing. So I think that was that was just like the start of just like, you know, going the very usual delicious looking food on your feed route. I haven't but sorry, then I can think I add things, something about Gabby? I yeah, haven't told her this, go, go. but I feel like she's like an android. Like she's half Sony, half human. <laughs> like her connection talaga with her technology is so powerful. And like mm-hmm. talaga. amazing. She's merged with her camera. Yeah, sobrang ano na in sync na. It's like part of her na. Like her everything, the technology. Yeah. She's so good. You know, that's super important having that kind of respect for the creatives that you work with, I think, and also the creative vision that they can bring. Because I, like, I think after we got Gabby and then the illustration started coming in, I remember that was when, like, around the time that Renzo was going to shoot, because I remember Jake sent Trace to Renzo, Crew Camara lot of other photographers who just have such a distinct way of doing photography and then i think that is when we started to be more experimental with our approach like we were thinking okay like you know it doesn't always have to look like you know high quality like high con like high contrast high saturation food like i'm sure there's so many ways to present it because at the end of the day when you think about it kodowari is just two items Mm -hmm. that comes in two different sizes that's literally all that's there but parang I think it's spawned like and I think a lot of it does have to do with the artists but it also is I think to an extent a product of like for example when Jake decided that he wanted to shoot his air fryer video oh man with cheese and I think that when like when I watched it I was like okay what are you what are you gonna do he's like okay I'm gonna put anime music on it (laughs) and we're like okay and you know that it's just really that sort of energy that we fell into 
what it is that we do now. Like the anime thing wasn't actually that intentional. It was just it just happened naturally. And parang I think it it really kicked off when we did that one Gyudon giveaway where we asked people to write down their favorite anime. And then that was just like that that had an overwhelming response. That, that gave us and confidence. Then I think a lot of like people like there's, <laughs> there's a lot of weaves. <laughs> we'll be there's o- a lot of yeah, weaves. We'll be okay. You can do No, it, it was like, super you know. interesting. Yeah, like I, yeah. I had some friends who who were like from like different circles by like who don't even like anime and I saw them commenting on the on the post. <laughs> and he just he just thought of like the first anime yeah, yeah, he thought yeah. of was like Naruto or something and then and they just wanted right, to, right. to contribute, you know. So so was that <laughs> the first nice. or one of the first few times where this anime started to kick in? I think the first one was the Akira and then after that that one Sunday I said, Hey, can I post this? video of Gyudon I found and I remember Jake was like but that doesn't look anything like our Gyudon don't you think it's misleading and I'm just like it's just a vibe like let's test it and like yeah. I think my approach with social media has always been Jake people forget about the things that they see mm. like when you post it on Instagram people are gonna forget about it seconds from now so like I think who cares you know this is probably this is my reckless like energy and I was just like Jake let's just keep doing things and if people don't respond they won't remember it and if they do respond maybe they'll remember it tomorrow but parang like it's I guess it's giving into the void also na parang <laughs> nobody's gonna remember so might as well do what we want and when we did post that anime video and then shortly after that that was just like the anime giveaway the Akira parang bigalang we realized okay there's like a lot of the people who follow us are probably also into anime also because the way they kept engaging certain content like the anime openings playlist or the Akira post the like, Soma post okay let's the Soma post the Food Wars but and my, my fear because before was mm-hmm. that like a lot of my customers are titas like you know mm. and then they're gonna mm. see like these cartoons like I know it's anime but like in their <laughs> minds like what are these cartoons doing here I'm just I just want to eat but like you know like I guess they don't mind it. So, some there's like a bunch of yeah. anime titas also, like because like Mm-mm. like I mentioned kanina, like we're trying to provide <coughs> hospitality or like just good service. So I'm like very particular with like how customers are engaged with, like you know how we talk to them. Try to make it as personal as possible, but not like in a creepy way. <laughs> just like. <coughs> Like, you know, you're welcome here. We love you. We want you to have the best experience. So, you know, yeah. I get to like, meet a lot of people who like anime also. And like we talk, we share recommendations and whatever. Like, you know, because like mm-hmm. just having that good vibe makes the food that much better, I think. Yeah. And surprisingly, like the anime hasn't really scared off the titas contrary to like what we were initially afraid of now we're afraid of like alienating <laughs> Jake's mm. tita clientele Jake's like Makati tita clientele but nowhere eh, like it, it parang I think maybe we could be talking to them in a better way I, I guess there's always I acknowledge that there, I could probably be more professional I could probably be doing things a different way but you know why like can while no, well, why is can. the way we love them but we're just being ourselves <laughs> we 
Tony's scared because if we scale up too much, it's not going to be fun anymore. <laughs> but like, really, that's when I really, because like, we, like you know, they know we love them. We're just being ourselves. It's okay. <laughs> we'll just continue to provide the best think- food and service. That we can. No, there. I think we we get away with it, <laughs> really. Because at the end of the day, it, it's such a good tray. Whether or not... But the titas don't need to see food wars to be convinced mm-hmm. of anything otherwise. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a relief for me as somebody who, you know, has made a career on building brands or following brands, you know, guidelines and stuff. And... I guess in a way, Kodawari is just an exercise in, you know, undoing a lot of, I guess, muscles that may have grown a certain way. But I'm trying nice. to teach myself new things. Nah, okay, like that—that's how it feels like for me. Yeah, that's a that's a rare opportunity to kind of like unlearn and experiment, practice. You know, I'm curious about yung background yung dalawa. Like even going back before Kodawari, were you both like huge anime fans? Would you guys kind of share what you guys were watching or the manga you were reading? When we were kids, yeah, when we were kids, we were always watching the same. Like I think we we both grew up on Samurai X or whatever was on TV then. Uh, yeah, because that was what that is what we'd watch as kids. I remember and. So we liked anime. We liked video games a lot. But video games, I think, was uh, really the core of where me and Jake were, f- like, how we Neopets. grew up. We, we played a lot of Neopets, whatever RuneScape. was on the computer at the time. Old and, games. You know, I guess we, uh, these are all, like, tangent to all of the other stuff that we do on Kodawari. And I think now, like, just if we're talking about anime what that we like and stuff Jake likes the deep cuts Jake likes the heavy seinen gore and violence mm. and I think I like the I think I'm more into like the baby the, the shonen anime so like the young boy who has a big trial that he wants to overcome and romance and magical girl so mine is a lot I think that that's my type of anime Jake's is more of the extremely violent sort of Attack on Titan-esque mm, not, not violence for the sake of violence but more of like you know virtues <laughs> and like those virtues being tested and like that's when you like really see what the character is about right <laughs> I like good characters regardless of the genre so so who sent the first like video na pang like this scene from Food Wars or like you know any other outtake and then was like hey we should put this on the page. Now that's mostly Tony. Sometimes she'll just like before she would ask me pa and I think at some point she realized na it's better if she doesn't. So she just posts now. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm surprised to see na may bagong post yung Kodawari. Because we just have like this library of stuff, and Tony's like really good at looking for <coughs> screenshots or clips. So yeah, it's it's a no geo that that's a no from Netflix. <laughs> I feel it was a skill I picked up at Netflix, but no, I, I what do guess you mean? What skill? You're posting stuff on the fly from Netflix? Oh, because like yeah, 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 and or like because we Netflix was a client of and a half for a time, and part of what we did was running their social media. And you know it 
it really required you to kind of look into content and you know kind of see what what is it in the content that resonates with people or you know and that's and i guess like i not to say that this is like this was a conscious thing that i did with kodawari it was just like okay i'm thinking about i remembered there was an episode in food wars specifically yeah. to the dawn and i was like this is low-hanging fruit. I mean, like, why... The the weebs are already on the page. And I remember that yeah. episode was so great. And I remember he was talking about the whole philosophy of the guild, of the dawn, is that it's one bowl. Like, everything... Like, you don't... It's ideally not separate from... The rice is not a separate thing from the meat. Parang the meat, the sauce, the egg, the rice. It's all one thing. And I remember thinking, like, that's Jake's... That has always been Jake's approach yeah, with fact. the tree. And like when he was doing R and D at the start, he was like, Is this too much rice? Like and I was like, mm, I don't know, like why does it matter? He was like, No, no, it matters. Like the sauce to rice to meat ratio. It really does. Totally matters. Because it's if there's too much sauce. Um, it has to be in you know ba- there has to be balance. That's so apt. Yeah. Like even when and, I saw that video on IG <laughs> Nagtawa na kami ni Abby kasi when we would eat your gyudon, we would do that that simple that thing like be like hey this is like that thing in food wars where like yung one bowl yeah 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 the one na, bowl and sakto, eh. that's sakto. cool that's cool and yeah like there wasn't any like super special story behind that at all I was just kind of like thinking I remember that scene and that makes sense to to do it so nice yeah. So it's that's so interesting for me, not like like say Tony, because you know you had to unlearn a lot of like you said like these muscles that you trained and kind of safeguarding brand books. Mm-hmm. You, even when you collab with other artists, there's this individuality that's highlighted over, and it kind of makes yeah. a whole in its own way, you know. Mm-mm, and mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah you no, like I really to your point. I think it's. Everybody is just sort of given like the raw materials of what Kodawari is, which is okay, these are the colors, these are the these are the things, but you know, feel free to do with it as you like. Like we don't actually necessarily say that oh you can only use these colors. But I think people just really pick that up on their own. Eh? And you know, in a way, like I think I've told Jake, like we could we could compile a lot of the work that we've done with artists and put it into a zine because it's yeah. it's that good and it's and none of it came from a brief or anything really it was just you know do what you want and i feel like maybe people maybe on one end people just resonate with the idea of doing what you want or also the food was just that good na parents like I can draw something to get like a good it's, meal. It's nice. And it's nice when people say like it inspired them to draw. Yeah, I love I love hearing mm. that. That's so nice because like you know everyone <laughs> we work with, photographers, uh, illustrators, packaging suppliers, whatever. Like I always try to tag whoever that is because like you know like for example mm. my packaging supplier she says that she's gotten a lot of customers from Kodawari, and like a lot of people ask who did the branding. I don't know if how many job offers Tony's gotten since. But like, you know, it's like giving credit to the where it's due. Which brings me back to like, you know, I'm just here to tell people to do whatever. And they're just do, like doing such a great job at it. Angaling, like, I mean, even just collectively, like all the 
the artists you've inspired with the food to make something under the brand you know, can be compiled. Actually, even within context of the pandemic, it's kind of fascinating, actually. Like, maybe, like, if you look back at this time mm. and say, hey, look at all this art that infected other art, and it's, you know, it's like a snowball mm. effect of good stuff. And I guess, like, you know, just to, to your, like, I love Jake's food. I think it's, you know, at, at one point in the pandemic, everybody was just sort of, you know, we missed restaurants, we missed the experience of eating good food, and that, you weren't going to wash like you, you didn't have to spend hours like preparing everything and then hours cleaning up after yourself like that was just an experience we all sort of missed and I remember when I first tried when Jake was still doing the brisket and stuff I remember Jake was also very particular then he was like saying I don't want to cook food and then make it travel now it's gonna be cold it's going to be because Jake then I remember was just so particular about you know the best food is fresh food food that's cooked like right before you eat it which is why jake wanted to do the brisket because like for him it is like the the ideal food experience is food that's cooked fresh and then i think when he was when he finally gave into doing trays i remember tasting it and thinking i haven't had food this good in a while nah Parang, you know, at the time we were just getting takeout or like, you know, things like when they travel would sort of like diminish mm-hmm. and you were just kind of getting used to the taste of takeout. But Kodawari, I remember, just made me realize, parang, oh, wow, like this is, I don't even want to call it restaurant quality anymore because like who knows when we're going to go back to restaurants, right? It was just like food that was so good. Nah, it reminded me, oh, like there was a time we could enjoy mm-hmm. food at this level and I think that was just like the overwhelming emotion or that was just the emotion that I guess people take when they eat Kodawari now. it's like this is really really good food and which is why I can get away with anime or posting screenshots of video games and stuff like that because I think I acknowledge that the product is always going to be if the product is good then that's your brand. That's true. So that's... Like mm-hmm. the, the product is the service, the product is the product, the product is like everything. Like when you're... I, that's how I mm-hmm. feel at least. Like when you're eating the gyudon, like you're participating in everything Kodawari. I know. Like like Gian yeah. likes to say Kodawari yours. <laughs> I don't think we, <laughs> we haven't used that one yet. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> Could you tell me like how, how word of mouth affected the business and how feeding friends in this super weird time kind of contributed to this story because even me tasting the food there's this overwhelming feeling to share it with people I'd be like guys tag this I was sending it to groups dude. Yeah. I'm like you guys should try this mm-hmm. it's kind of like you. but you're letting them in on a secret na, Uy, may masarap na right nice of you thank you well like for the first four months na I was selling Yudon for my page. I think I only posted thrice. Because, like, you know, it was my personal page. So I was like, hmm, am I like a human Yudon now or am I still like me? <laughs> so I was, I, you know, I wasn't like super pushing it, talaga, which was like one of the incentives of having a brand. That way, like, we can, like, you know, really sell a product. Because then I was like shy. Because, like, you know, I'm a person. I didn't know how to feel. I was shy to, like, sell it as myself. So, yeah, we really 
yun lang, three posts in four months lang. So we really relied on people sharing it or like, you know, just like enjoying it. Like my mindset's always been, for example, if I can sell a gudon to someone at cost and I don't make money, I still count that as a win because they tried it. And like once they try it, they're gonna wanna share it, or they're they're gonna wanna order again, or something like that. Yeah, I saw Jakey say he described the gyudan mm-hmm. or yung yung goal mo in cooking this food is to give off like a caring energy. Could you uh, unpack that? Hmm. I mean, if you're paying money to eat my food, I love you. You're supporting my dreams, <laughs> and like you know, I just I I don't want to let anyone down, right? Because like anyone who pays for anything deserves like the best it can be. That's why like I hate Pancake House because like restaurants like Pancake House. He's so yeah, passionate I, about I, this. I, I am really <laughs> hot take. I hate Pancake House and restaurants like that because like Filipinos now are used to paying three hundred pesos to receive. Like, have you tried their tapsilog? Yung sobrang no, auntie lang. Or whatever. What, if, you've yeah. eat, if you've eaten at Pancake House, well, I don't know if you feel the same. But how I feel, like, I feel like their margins are so high that their food cost is so right. low. Because, like, I don't know, they're a big brand. So, like, they're paying so many people. There's bureaucracy yeah. and whatever. Like, there's so much money. And then, you know, if this is what... I feel like it's wrong that... Filipinos are used to receiving this quality of food for 250 pesos when they can be receiving this quality food or like you know there's so many other good brands like making super high quality food they're just not I don't know I guess convenience they're in or like in the consciousness of the Filipino consumer to eat what's convenient what's familiar especially the older generations I guess but like I guess it's also just a cutthroat industry no I mean like food in itself is just kind of and yeah like we fast casual mm-hmm. as a genre of eating parang it, it 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 to survive or to stay afloat you probably do have to build like a machine I remember like when me and Jake would go out to eat in the before times and Jake would really be like and I found it so annoying parang he's like oh I know what beef they used and I know how much this costs like this is not worth what we're <laughs> paying this is not like that's that was like that was like how we'd go out and I'd just kind of be like like Jake let's just enjoy the food or like, and, like let's just and like, you can taste it naman if okay, they're doing like, their best or if they're just trying to make money <laughs> off of you that's what matters to me even if it's not good if they're doing their best that's okay I <laughs> another question for you like Jake, like there's really like this lack of an ego in his food. Like even talking to him, he's like super humble, right? But uh, do you think that's kind of how Kodawari like exhumes that parang caring energy? Is it related to Jake not wanting to call himself a chef or what? Jake is like ano, I guess he's also super particular talaga. Na parang he explicitly says, "Don't tag me. Don't show my face. Don't. I don't want." to be because it, it's weird that Kodawari is actually very personal because like we we do reach out with a lot of friends it's a lot of like hey Kodawari friends Kodawari artist friends but it's also weirdly Jake keeps himself out of the brand yeah it's very anti-celebrity chef it's like you don't have a picture yeah, of Jake posing with this gyudon <laughs> Kodawari by chef Jake <laughs> I think that you know, in that in that sense, it's for me as somebody who's I don't cook the food. You know, I I get to give my own take on Kodawari, 
because there is no face because you don't necessarily see the people who are doing it but then i think people know or at least to an extent have when an they idea pay, they see my name when they pay because <laughs> it's jake's name and you know like you read the messages of people like and a lot of the clients of kodawari are return clients and i think that says something about what we've built with kodawari it's that you know they're like the, i think jake was telling me yesterday that Siguro 60% of the trays that he made and he made 74 that day wow. parang were from return clients. So I mean like people who had already ordered prior and I think that's... A lot of gifts too. That says... Yeah, a lot of gifts. That says something. Like I think when you were talking about it, Giona, you know, there's that overwhelming need to kind of have a shared experience even though it's sort mm-hmm. of virtual. You know, like we can't share food together physically but we can share food or at least the experience of it. Uh, hey, I'll send you a tray of something I really liked. I think that's that has been like you know Kodawari or not. I think that has been the pandemic energy of like I guess why people are giving food as gifts more. Like it, I think it's gifting food has become a thing because I think yun, yeah, food we don't have the options anymore to like the freedom to okay like let's meet up at a restaurant or let's you know. A day after work and you're like okay let's drive down the street look for something to eat like that has totally been lost so i feel you know we had we adventure with food we share experiences with food because i think it's food is a very physical experience when you taste good food you feel it in the Mm -hmm. body and you know everything else now like talking to each other now it's all virtual everything is virtual like literally all the things that we do are in a computer but food is an experience that you feel yeah. in the body and wala lang parang I feel like you don't get so much body experiences anymore in a pandemic because we're just inside it's, it's funny yeah. was that no, a lot? That's <laughs> it's funny the other like on that like the other day I had these people order for me that's like later in the night they tagged me in the story in the story apparently they had like this barcada video call where they send each other food. And three out of the five people mm-hmm. sent each other Kodawari. <laughs> and then, like, the other was, like, Wildflower. The other was, like, Crosta, which are both very good also. But it's nice. Now, like, you know, they're sharing that. They looked like they were having fun. Yeah. Naman. Like, and I always ask how the food is. Even if, like, the pe- it's people who've tried it now or whatever. Because, like Tony said, I'm a, I'm a bit particular when it comes to that. But, you know, like, I, like to, I try to keep it fun. Parin. Like, I keep the vibes of like it has to be super good to myself as much as possible i noticed when we were ordering Mm -hmm. from you before but you would always kind of preface like whatever you say with like hey if you don't like it you don't have to pay for it and i always found that like dude like it's so good like i'm definitely gonna pay for this but uh where how did that start so yeah the entire time i was selling it from my page that was the policy even if it was like a complete stranger I tell them if they don't like the food, they can have, they can, they, you know, they don't have to pay for it. I don't know. It's just, I guess that me wanting to like really provide them with good food. And if they feel like it's not worth it, then, you know, it's not worth it. Don't pay for it. And it's also like, you know, just like valuing feedback over earnings. Mm-hmm. Or, Cause that's like how you develop a good product, right? From like, I can do my mm-hmm. best, but like, as people experience it differently like it's been on the road for this long or like you know someone might have different tastes yeah 
So it's just like really valuing the feedback. I'm just curious, has anyone yeah. ever been like, Jake, di talaga pumasay, can you give me a refund? <laughs> However, no. like, dickish that would sound. No, I don't think anyone has. Buta naman. Yeah, but I have refunded. Yeah. Like, if I if they send me a picture and like, parang daming rice na na, I'll send you another one. Like, well, good na. Yeah, because like, I, I, I don't, yeah. I'd, I'd feel sad if they experience it not in its best life, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's like a challenge talaga, like every day getting consistent ingredients, consistent results. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, really in pursuit of that. Yeah, could you just kind of give me this quick opinion on where things are headed now with cloud kitchens and what? Like, I find it super interesting. Like, how... Like, I just um, saw this, like, Vice video on how the delivery industry in China is, like, has a I lot of these also. cloud kitchens because everyone's delivering food. If you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, me... Jake has a lot. Well, do I? But... <laughs> Personally, yeah, we talked about yeah, this. I think, like, honestly, it's always been my dream to have a restaurant, but now that's not my dream anymore because I don't know if it's the future yet. We'll see when we get there, but like in the immediate future, next few years, I don't see people eating out a lot. And it's so hard to run a restaurant, really. Like, so much respect to the people who were, you know, working so hard to pay all their staff to keep themselves running and serve people good food because like restaurants are important but it's just so hard right now the it's like mm. a really tough thing and you know that's an opportunity for like cloud kitchens or home businesses because we can essentially offer the same quality of food like if you kind of know how to cook like you can offer the same quality of food without the overhead without minus a lot of stuff so that you know essentially like like i mentioned earlier i see kodawari not competing with like normal home businesses or whatever but like it's competing with literally like the best restaurants in the philippines because no one's eating out i mean i'm sure some people do but like i don't eat out i i love to eat out before but now like i i won't i'm too scared interesting mm-hmm. It's it's interesting because uh, it's like parallel, siya, I guess, in like how even the food plans are accepting this like spontaneity with how even like the mm-hmm. business is run, like just how the branding is like over oh, responding to feedback. We're flexible enough to change, you know, like like what you did with the um, the air frying the leftover uh, gyudon. Dude, mm-hmm. that was like. As tigyun, parang di ko expect yun, diba? And we did it, like we did it twice already. I'm gonna do it again tomorrow for the leftovers. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> like putting cheese on the gyudon and a curry powder, sticking it in the air fryer. It's like a new experience. Yeah, because we don't have any new products. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's better. Like I remember when Jake was working on that recipe. Jake was kind of like saying, you know, I don't want to make a recipe that nobody can follow and this was the time that everybody was investing in air fryers for their homes so jake was like we definitely have to do something with air fryer because everybody has one it was a meme and for a while <laughs> I, yeah like yeah, the ladies yeah. looking down people who don't have air fryers yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. air fryers so like if you watch that video it was super like like jake really like took extra pains to highlight the air fryer because like that was just the whole gag of it but then I think when we were thinking about what, what kind of recipes or the kind of things that we want 
to or the content the fun sort of content the video we always just wanted it to be like recipes that were that are a little bit more relatable like the one that has been planned That's and jake is jake thinks his next recipe is not relatable because he wants to do arancini balls for the shroom leftover Ooh. shroom done and then he like we've been arguing about it they don't arguing but jake's like i don't want to like i don't think arancini is relatable but i'm like but jake deep fried rice balls are relatable we don't even have to call it mm. arancini yeah but like, not we, everyone's like, gonna deep the, fry because Right. So <laughs> Maybe we can air fry the rice no, balls. No, it's different. Th- that, 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 that's super the vibe. Parang I think it's the air fryer gyudon to the tune of the ending of Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, just a lot Lost of relevant in things in the like for, in terms of memes, anime. Nice. <laughs> just like yeah. the stuff we're into it, it, at the it, moment. It, at yeah, like I think it just so happens like you're seeing a lot of yakuza on the feed because jake is playing it or oh so that there clip was a you few, just posted is from a yakuza few weeks. the the yeah, guy the screen capped it. yeah 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 <laughs> i was playing mm-hmm. then like shit i need to like <laughs> load my game and record this <laughs> <laughs> and it's i guess like that's that's really the energy and like with you know cloud kitchens and changing what it is dining and all of that but like jake i have no idea when dining in is gonna be back i was reading a new york times article of how dining in is back in new york and parang all you have to do is say that you were vac. you have to just show proof you were vaccinated then you can dine in and parang i have no idea if that's if we're going to experience that here but i guess that's why in the meantime like I, th- I think Jake has gotten like random messages from mm. malls already. People who say, "Hey, you want to explore like a Kodawari in a mall?" Yeah, I got two but, messages this weekend from this place in Poblacion who they want to do like a pop up sort of thing. Like they have a space there. I think on the like a certain day that they have guest yeah. chefs. And then like I'd love to. Mm-hmm. On like I'm too scared. I don't go outside, so I can't. So, I feel like cloud kitchens are probably going to be around for a while. Like, I think that this might still be the primary way that we'll, we'll be doing Kodawari. But I think Jake... I, I, I think Jake misses cooking food For real people. Live. Yeah, well, I got some of that yeah. in the onion when we did the mm. pop-up. That was super fun. Right, 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 right. It's still a business, and, like, it's... Honestly, I'm just like really after, like profit is really important for me. So like I'll do what's lucrative. I feel, regardless mm-hmm. of what. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like even if I feel like even if dining is back, like you can show your vaccine certificate and then you can dine in. I still feel like the cloud kitchen or delivery business is still gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, me too i think it's yeah. kind of here to stay just mm-hmm. how like zoom calls are kind of normalized you know <laughs> like, like even us just meeting now right. you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in a way yeah. it's kind of what enabled this podcast because mm-hmm. i'm like hey i can just like reach out to people it's going to be kind of convenient for them to talk for a few hours and then you know so <laughs> i guess yeah hope and it's going to be interesting to see how projects that were born during like pandemic rules would kind of like make it in the right. quote unquote real world, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, I always tell Jake, like, I'm afraid no one's... Well, you know, I'm afraid. Like, more like, I don't know if we'll still be able to have as much fun as we're having now if, you know, Jake gets our like expands or probably moves on to like a different sort of model he says no but like yeah, I, I don't see I'm how also, I, think, I don't see how it would change <laughs> but also like I think at this point I'm just very like nothing should surprise me anymore like I should just be so used mm-hmm. to change I think parang it's and I think that's has been like the secret sauce to Kodawari also it's just letting all of it happen like we're we're just like rolling down this hill and i think it just so far has been like a really nice hill <laughs> to roll down and like we're, we're I, I think people have been receiving you know people love the food and i think people who do engage with the brand seem to like it i think and i guess like we're nice. really just having fun and it's it's fun when people have fun with you i yeah, guess i love it when people say when people are happy talking like they say like it's like one of the best meals they had in the pandemic or like you know i've been looking forward to this like i want to go to sleep so i can eat leftovers tomorrow <laughs> like you know stuff people mm-hmm. say it's so nice like oh man thank you I'm so happy you like it. Like, I really am so happy when people enjoy the food. Great. Yeah, it's oh, so man. Nice. I'm so happy for you guys. It's just like, yeah, I, I could really attest to, you know, how it, 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 it was helpful to have, like, food experience shared with everyone. But, okay, I, I do want to get to some advice. Um, Any, mm-hmm. like, any kind of... Uh, advice you could give to other creatives, I guess, who are in the same path, who want to do something with food, with branding, but more centered on like working together, finding a groove, I guess, to work with friends, because that's also a very specific mm. way to do. Um, I mean, even for me coming from person, like, um, but how does yeah. like how do you approach like team goals or how do you delegate work to the Kodawari team? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go Jake. Oh, like I just get like the most talented people I can find and then I tell them to do the things <laughs> that need to be done. Like I when I told Tim to make the brand, I was just like Tim make a brand. Like I don't know what that means. I don't know what like like what the deliverables are or whatever. But like, you know, I trust Tim. It's so funny. I, like everyone who's on board when I trust, like that's why they're there, because they know better than me, right? So, yeah, but how would we phrase it for like advice for someone let's say they have a product yeah. they have a food, food and they want to start Sorry, like a I'm cloud so, kitchen <laughs> so yeah, useless <laughs> what would they what, I'll, what I'll could we say so food na lang yung advice ko okay okay <laughs> branding okay. So. I think I feel like like practical advice definitely have a good project manager or somebody who can i think that's always important i think like you know me and jake are pretty creative i I guess we're both like creative in our own ways but i think kodawari gets to move the way it does because we have people like petra Petra. who shout out to petra petra who um, she gets shit done basically sets dead (laughs) she, she gets she sets deadlines and i feel like that's and that has been the nature of at least us at the studio, which is, you know, you're working with really creative people, but, you know, at the same time, you need to have structure. And I think that has been 
Petra knows how to handle that very specifically with with Jake yeah, dude. and at least I feel like I, I feel like go go <laughs> no 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 I, I I think and I think I because I'm used to working with a brief I'm used to working with deadlines and I think that's still an important <clears throat> thing to bring into a new brand that level of organization because if not it's not gonna move so always have a good project manager yeah, but I think. <laughs> Go ahead, go, go. It's so funny because, like, with Petra on board, I feel like I'm just like a baby, you know, just like wandering around. That's like you guys are there to like keep me from falling off the edge of the earth. <laughs> like, when Petra and I are talking to like someone who has something to do, I'm like, you know, it's super chill, take your time. Like, kahit kailan, kahit di na mangyari, yan, okay lang. And Petra's like, no, wait, like, this has to be done. This actually has to be done by this time. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, so like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So she's like the we, <laughs> she's she Petra. I think it's it's structure is important. The, you the, that's need funny that to to bring that structure there. You know? Yeah, and I think it's I think maybe why I get to experience a creative freedom is because I I trust Petra totally, and I trust everybody else who's on the team to kind of provide that structure where I can be a little bit more free. It's really that balance. I think it's not everybody... If everybody thought the same way, I think Kodawari would have looked really different. But I guess because we all think very differently and we all bring, I guess, different skills to the table, there always needs to be that one person who can arbitrate, especially if you're so many creatives in one group. Because if you're like too much too much creative energy honestly um not saying it's hard to manage but i feel like it's if you give too much floor to too many creatives parang you'll, you'll just end up like argue, talking about something for hours and nothing yeah. gets done so it's really i think if you're starting a brand or if you're going to start any creative venture and someone food, has to be responsible uh, there's at least one, one person has to be very responsible with a bunch of well I'm an infant you guys yeah. are like you guys are professionals <laughs> nice okay that's very concrete yeah, no. yeah that's that's one is, another, um, is there another yeah. one on like the business or branding side me for um, me I go with the food no, no, not for the food but like the business just hiring yeah. people who are like they, they keep mm-hmm. saying it like hiring people that are better than you but like, you know, like when I got Tim for social media, I'm not like, I mean, I'll give my feedback, like what I think of what he's come up with. But like, you know, he knows, I don't know what's a brand, what a brand is, like brand identity, brand everything. Like, so just get people you trust and like trust them, give them freedom. I mean, mm. it's worked out for Kodawari. Mm-hmm. Like everyone just has the freedom, right? There's no like... Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. and it just happens nicely because everyone's happy to do it. I, I'd like to think so. Yeah, just to get it running, just have somebody who's organized on the team, and you know, try to trust. Like what Jake said, you just trust that everybody who is working with you is bringing something good and new to the table. But at the same time, give I guess creative freedom for these people to explore. So it's. I know that's a lot of things, like somebody to put deadlines, trusting your teammates, but also allowing them, I guess, at least in Kodawari's specific case, the creative energy comes from giving people freedom. Mm-hmm. So that's 
At least that's what Kodawari. Freedom and Gyudon. <laughs> Ganda. Yeah, freedom and Gyudon, nice. basically. The, like, um, on the food side, what would you advise to someone trying? I'd say let as many people as you can try the food. Like, even if you don't make money first, like, just to know if you have a good product or not. Because, like, I've had to go through, like, a bunch yeah. of products that, you know, like, my, 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 like, the brisket one, I was thinking, like, you know, people want to cook. Like, people like cooking right now. Like, so the insight is, this is pretty much done for you. You just have to finish it off. So it's like sharing the joy of cooking with people. But I don't know. Like, I guess people don't want to cook. People just want to eat. So... Mm. you know those are things you learn through trying through failing or like you know getting feedback or whatever so that's really the most important thing for me because you know the people who you get feedback from they're gonna become your customers they'll be the ones to introduce yeah. your product to other people also so you want them to know also that you know how important their feedback is to you how much you appreciate them and stuff like that. Just like, I guess, maintaining good relationships with the people who order from you. Because like as a home business, like it's such a happy thing, such a, such a blessing for someone to like just hit you up and, you know, want to have money in exchange for food. Like, hell yes. Because I guess people's taste in food can be very arbitrary. Do you kind of, mm. you know, see yourself sometimes um, categorizing feedback or prioritizing certain feedback, like you say, like you mentioned the titas kanina, like tita say something or friends say something else. How do you guys deal with that, especially with food? I mean, do you run it through each other or or what? I just get to see it. Yeah, I I get to see it because I'm just logged in all the time, and I feel like to like some of the feedback, or at least when we get specific requests to, can you separate the eggs? Can you what do you call this? Can you Usually what the kind of requests we get. Can you separate the eggs? Can you add more meat? Can, can you, you mix, not put onions? Yeah, can you mix the beef and mushroom? People, people always ask for that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it's... I think when it comes to food, like the feedback and food, I think that's Jake usually gets to handle all of that. But I think that that's Super Jake's arena where... He he told me once I like it when people pick on my food. Yeah. So Jake is actually super. Like, oh, you don't you don't like um, my food? Well, I don't like it more than you. <laughs> like, let's compare <laughs> notes. Let's see how we can make it better. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> have have Tita's given you any feedback, Jake? Like, have you gotten any sort of feedback from Tita's? I mean, some people have said like it's fatty, but I'm just like you know that's what it is. I'm sorry. Mm. Or like. That was one person, palam naman. What other feedback have I got? Some, mostly the fe- we don't get a lot of feedback, but when we do, it's I don't know stuff about the rider, I guess, which I always apologize mm, for. It's lately. like the main pain point, palav, or I mean, people have to go through booking and stuff like that to eat kodawari. Like, right. How mm-hmm. about like when you were starting out, like when you were shuffling it. To friends first, like what was like the feedback you got? Yeah, yung mga rice at the start. Ratio. I mean, like you would. Well, y- Like mm. no one comments on the sauce or like sometimes sa sabi nila yung beef matigas. Okay, yeah. uh, how about um, I'm curious about the team, right? Uh, what advice would you give for like groups where in this situation where someone fucks up, if a person in the group makes a mistake, how do you approach that? Because I mean, even kami coming from like. 
company before was all friends, you know, like there was a tendency to kind of like skirt around feelings or what. But what kind of advice would you give? Right. Even not just in Karuwari, like parang even like working with End the Half or your other restaurants. Right. Yeah. How do you tell someone like you're accountable for this and you fucked up, you know? In Karuwari, Jake also just tells me straight. And like when, the, when not that there have been any serious fuck ups, but I think there was like just one time where I shared a story and Jake's like, I don't want to share a story until we ask them how they like the food. Like if they tagged us, like Jake is just that particular. Yeah, and yeah. I guess I was like, <laughs> okay, I, we will not share the story until we talk to someone. But that that's like, I think at the very minimum level, if you're mm-hmm. working in a team. And you're already online where you can't feel each other out. You can't read the room. You can't see their faces. Like you have to kind of be, and I think that anybody who works from home knows this. It's like you, you can't, you just have to be as honest as possible online because it's so hard. You don't have the rest of the other cues to read a person. And I guess... Like, even, like, Siguro in Kodawari, and talking about and the half, like, one of the members, she, parang she had to stop designing because she just kind of had to deal with all the other stuff that was going on in her life at home. And parang, I think, starting a business in the pandemic now is, this is pretty much the sad fact of it, is that, you know, a lot of people will get their, might get their life you know, railroaded by COVID or might, something might happen and then you have to be really ready to, for those shifts eh. In the end of half, in Kodawari, na biglalang, okay, I have to deal with what's happening at home. And now you're, you're one person short on the team. How do you make up for it, right? So it's, it has really taught me and I guess a lot of the people on the team to be able to think on the fly because there will be many times that you have to think on the fly because a teammate, you really can't avoid it. It's a pandemic. But I think that's how mm-hmm. I feel it now because it's a pandemic. Somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to have to deal with an emergency brought about by the pandemic. I really had to unlearn things yeah. because you can't move if you don't, if you, if you like the whole pandemic has required a different response to things how we do brands, how we work together, how we... And I think the moment you are resistant to that change is probably the moment na you won't be able to grow. And if you're doing it with a team palalo, mm-hmm. parang it's, it requires extraordinary understanding and also flexibility, I'd say. Ganda. Yeah, that's, that's tough, man. Like adapting, especially as a team. Getting everyone yeah. on board. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Jake, like, um, for in the kitchen, like, how do you deal, or even outside on the business scale, like, how do you deal with stuff, like, not going your way? I mean, you seem to be, like, a pretty chill guy, but in, when that does happen, you know, like, how do you deal with mm-hmm. it? I'm straightforward. Like, having worked at the bank, where <laughs> the culture at Citibank was, like, you don't call anyone sir or ma'am, just call them by their first name, or at least that's how I was. Like, you know, it's not about you as a person it's about like the work we're trying to do so like i just say things directly especially in the kitchen when like you know there's no time like you're in a rush like if someone mm-hmm. fucked up like or if it's bad it's like bad do it again like yeah like you just say it but like you know like working with 
like creatives or whatever like if i don't like it i'll say that i don't like it but it's not that i don't like you i actually like really mm-hmm. care about you because you're doing this but like you know let's get on the same page yeah and, um okay i guess like one last thing for the advice thing okay personally what do you do when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused anxious you know especially with all the stress of like your jobs is there like a thing that you turn to like an activity uh something that's been working consistently for you i guess me it's for me it's always going to at least now it's really I think this is the most anime, the most manga I've read talaga in my entire life. And I turn to that. And I think I'm lucky with Kodawari. I do have that space to actually share that hobby. I'm like, hey, this is what I read. And it makes me happy. And, then, you know, it's funny when people make it. It makes people happy too. But I guess anime and manga and content of that kind has been really my own way to self-soothe because it's I think for me and I think this is why people like books or people like video games you kind of get to be somebody who's not you living in the pandemic and I think I really like that so I think that's why I've turned to all of these stories that are totally impossible because like there's titans there's magic there's sorcerers whatever parang I I think that I haven't seen a movie with real people in a while because like I really am not interested in the struggles of like humans anymore. But I'd, I'd rather like, okay, there's this fictional world where they're like 10 foot titans or like 20, 20 <laughs> meter <laughs> titans. That's been my energy. And yeah, I, I can't deal with humans. So I think anime... It's probably better in a month here than in Paradise. It's just because it's someone else's problems. Like, I don't, mean, I don't have to deal with those. But yeah, I feel you, Tony. Uh, me too. Like, I can super relate to that. Like, just just stories in general have been, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, Jake. Me, video games. Like, I got a gaming PC. So nice. Wala, wala nang ganoong video masyado. Nice. Before that was videos, but now like I'm playing so many games. Actually, even before like Animal Crossing, when it was like on top, and I just play so many games. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like how I escape yeah. stress or whatever. It's just what I like to do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We were playing Animal Crossing, yeah, Jake, and I remember Jake was like making the joke, "I'm so rich on Animal Crossing, but I'm so broke in real yeah. life." And then like. <laughs> So Jake would visit my island and like give me stuff because he's like, I can't give you stuff in real life, so I'll just <laughs> give you all the stuff here. <laughs> so I just want to wrap it up with like stuff that looking ahead. I know Jake, you have Musha Shawarma trees, mm-hmm. which I just had. Oh, yeah, it was really good too. Talaga. Yeah, honestly, you ordered it like two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, what future projects are waiting? Well, Musha's tough because I'm not doing it from home so. There's a lot of stuff that's not in my control. And being like someone who's super nitpicky with like the products I put out, it's like really hard. It's like it's really testing my my mind. Or like, you know, my my entire being. Cause like if it's not perfect, like I wanna die. <laughs> Literally, that's how it feels. <laughs> if like someone's order gets delayed and it's my fault, like I really wanna like, you know, disappear. It, it's it's really like my pain. 
So like setting up Musha, now it's off site. I don't get to see them every day. They send me food every day for me to test. So you know, we're slowly getting there to a point now I can feel I mean I think it's okay now. I just don't think it's like super duper great. I shouldn't be saying this though, because my partner's gonna be like, Why are you saying that? But like, you know, <laughs> in a few days it's gonna be super good. But like that's just me being honest with myself, right? I know it can be good and I'm gonna work to get to that point. But it's hard because I can't be there. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, I wish I could train them in person, but now we're just sending each other videos and things like that. But that's like the future, right? No, it's, if it's going to be cloud kitchens, then, you know, it's either we set them up remotely like this or like I just like man up and go there. But I'm too scared. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like working in the... Th- this is like more of like... Because Godawari is from home, I get to like do it myself. Mm-hmm. But this is like something super new to me. And I'm training them remotely. And it's food, but right? You have to smell it. You have to like listen to it. And like you have to see it. Talaga. And like, how do I like. So yeah, it's a struggle for me to be happy with a product. But you know, once I am, I think. I think I'll get there. I'm almost there. Changed the hot sauce yesterday. It's super good now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's really the the process of getting comfortable with like something you make. No, parang you just can't avoid the the process being almost painful. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm. especially because people pay for it. It's the worst. Yeah. Look <laughs> mm-hmm. Tony. What we had originally planned was we were, Jake was going to shoot his sequel to the Gyudon vid that was posted kanina. And then as for like things that are on the horizon, a lot of the shoots that we had scheduled had to be pushed back because we're not super comfy with scheduling shoots. with. And th- th- these were really good photographers pa. And mm, we really yeah, wanted yeah. to... We were excited for that. But so parang now we're just like, okay, in the meantime... Let's work with more illustrators. Let's work with... Let's figure out how we can work with other artists who can do their art alone. That's for Kodowari. There's some Kodowari products in the pipeline. Okay. Um, I just have like one last thing. Um, back to the anime recommendations. Like, can you share with us like what anime or manga has like greatly like influenced your life? Or like something like you hold, really hold dear to you, you know? mm Wow, that's tough. Me, Vagabond. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Vagabond. I remember you mentioned that when we were chatting on IGG. Yeah. You said Vagabond and Chainsaw Man. Yeah, those are the, my top two. Like, Vagabond is Mm-mm. such a great story. Like, the character development. And, like, there's so much introspection that goes on throughout this person's life. You know, I felt like that was kind of me early in the pandemic. Finding, like, a way to survive I mean, dramatized, mm. but like, you know, finding something to do, right? Because I felt so useless at some point. But, you know, through introspection, through like fighting your own demons, that's what Vagabond's about. And like, the illustrations are great. It's like the best nice. manga. IMO. Dude, yeah, <laughs> I should try that. Let's check it out. Uh, like, how about nowadays? Like, what are you, what are you consuming now? Mm. Or is it more of a um, video game? Yeah, right now it's Yakuza like a dragon. It's so good. What am I watching? Catching up, like, you know, the stuff that's airing now. So, like, just finished Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, 
some my mm-hmm. hero like the stuff that most people are watching i think mm-hmm. okay cool mm-hmm. Ikaw, Tony, like starting from like the anime na malapit sa puso mo. i think what had a very profound effect on me i think it's actually a very hard question but you know i watched full metal alchemist brotherhood in the pandemic and i feel like that out of all of the things that i did binge did leave a really like profound mark on me because i think it was it, it was the mangaka as a woman and then she parang she made this wonderful story about you know two brothers and their quest to get over their power and i think it's such an it's such a sophisticated story and i loved it because it was it had all the elements of the shonen trope you just have like you know boys who need to get better at what they do there's an impossible enemy an impossible challenge but then they somehow get through it and i think i really loved that at the start of the pandemic that one that was really good i think another one that i really no that's it but i think the other one that i revisited this pandemic and i think is probably my favorite video game is persona 5 that's really good i think that has informed a lot of my own decisions also as an artist because they're just a bunch of like rebel kids and they work and they have like they're basically like a ragtag of people with different personalities like your typical anime where you know everybody has a different Mm -hmm. personality and they have a different trope but the music is so good the design is so good and i think i just i've been replaying it recently because they they made they came out with a remastered version of it for the itong pandemic lang and i think like it's just so the design sense is so strong it's not your typical the whole interface looks like graffiti and i i think i love it when a designer or a mangaka is just so committed to a certain aesthetic and they see through it to the end i love that um and I'm reading Chainsaw Man. Now you're reading Chainsaw Man. Yes. I am reading Chainsaw Man. Everybody must. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I think I think we're good. Yay. Uh, mm. Thanks. Uh, th- thanks for being like my 420 kainuman. <laughs> nice. Thank you too. Super interesting. Um, yeah, I was always curious with how like how you guys run things. So this has been like a treat for me as well. Just hearing it. Thanks for having us, Gio. Thanks for sending the food too. Like I think that's your way of like hypnotizing creatives, like, <laughs> getting a really good vibe. <laughs> okay, that was it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to find Kodawari on Instagram and order food from them and try those gyudon or shroomdon trays, you can find them at kodawari.ph. Jake on Instagram is at Jake Icardo and Tony is at Tony Potenciano. Find us at Quentong Creatives on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow me at Giapuyat on Instagram. Big thanks to DJ ET the Fourth for our music and Laser Kaluya for our design and branding. 